Why have I quit my job? Why have I, you know, bought a van? And, and why am I going to drive around the country? Well, I'm passionate about the idea that you need to be heard. And I want to stitch these stories together across the states. We're going to find the commonalities. And it's going to be really an amazing experience. And I look forward to you joining me on the job. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Mental Health Today. Uh, I'm your host, Ken Stearns, and uh, looking forward to another great episode of bringing you, you know, different people from different backgrounds, really all around the world. We've had people on uh, sharing their journey, really how they got into the mental health space and then really what they're doing here. What, what are they doing to kind of help address this crisis? You saw in the little intro video, just a reminder, that was me you know, about 14 months ago, 15 months ago, kind of getting some thoughts down about what I thought I would see on the road with my JAR podcast. And mental health was the common thread that, that really strung through all the stories. And so I started this podcast in hopes of kind of learning is what I could about mental health, uh, what people are doing in the industry and people who are working in it and how they got in it. And it's been great. We've got about 70 episodes done, 60 something published, uh, really Interesting guest coming up, uh, Ricardo Zul Zulenta. I, I want to make sure you get the, the last name. Zulet. Okay. And Zul Zuleta. <laughs> Love it. Perfect. There you go. And, <laughs> Thank you. And really, your, I mean, I think, uh, Ricardo, your entry into mental health is a tough one. I mean, it's uh, mm. not the best way to get in, but it's not an uncommon story of tragedy really bringing people into the mental health space to see what they could do. And I think maybe sometimes to first understand what happened, what mm -hmm. what drives people to do the things that they do to commit suicide, um, you know, what what causes people to get so ill that they can't you know function and, you know, people dive in and then they repurpose that to become part of their life. And, uh, you know, Ricardo, welcome. Can't wait to hear your story, how you, you know, of what you're doing uh, with Start Day One. And uh, even though we talked a little bit backstage, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much, Ken. I really appreciate being invited to the show. Yeah. I mean, I, I, Ricardo, why don't you maybe share with the audience a little bit about, you know, what you're doing today, what, you're, what is your, what is um, start day one and, and what are you yeah. doing? And then we can talk a little bit how you got here and we'll kind of circle back after that. All right, cool. So, you know, when I lost my brother to suicide, uh, today's actually his birthday. And this is why I chose to uh, set this date with you. Uh, you Beautiful. know, I learned that, yeah, I learned that depression and anxiety, uh, just like happiness, they're not really the cause, but natural and temporary uh, emotional responses mm. based on our perspectives, not our situations. You know, that's why rock stars commit suicide while the homeless are the ones struggling to stay alive. You know, um, everyone yeah. knows to live life to the fullest, yet we continuously complain about Mondays, traffic, weather. It's only because it's human nature just to take life for granted. Uh, sometimes we're inspired mm. to be more uh, hopeful when we hear a great story or maybe appreciate life yes. more when someone passes away, right? But the sense of, inf of inspiration is it, temporary. Uh, all the motivational quotes you're exposed to, they're mostly meaningless unless you actually make a decision about something. So after talking to like thousands of people, I've learned that a negative perspective evolves into anxiety, depression drug abuse, and eventually suicidal tendencies, right? That's kind of the end. Yeah. It starts with just okay. a negative mindset. 
just complaining about Mondays in the beginning. But the problem, uh, everyone's being taught to keep waiting for symptoms of depression or anxiety. And we're being told mm. that people are depressed because they have depression. But it doesn't make any sense <laughs> to say people are happy because they have happiness. Because ha they right? have happy. I, right? That sounds a little bit, that sounds maybe a bit crazy. Right, right. And then, but people don't say it, but that's exactly how I hear you. I'm depressed. But that's the result. So it doesn't make sense. So I tell people it's impossible to prevent any problems without being proactive. You can't prevent cavities if you don't proactively brush your teeth. You can't prevent diabetes mm. if you don't proactively eat a healthy diet. You can never solve your problems before you make a decision. So being accountable and making decisions is actually mm. the only way to find solutions that'll allow you to quit that job you hate, let go of depressed trauma, go on vacation, or even just start your own business. So Start Day One is a nonprofit for mental health and suicide prevention uh, where we have a more proactive approach to helping people instead of reactively okay. waiting for symptoms of mental health issues or suicidal tendencies, which is what most professionals and organizations uh, focus on. So our mission is to inspire people to change their perspectives from waiting for one day to starting day one, which means there's a day ah, two, okay. day three, day four. You know, we don't get overwhelmed with our problems because we have so much to do or change. We just don't know where to start. And that's what's really important is to start. That's why we say start day one. Mm. Everyone's exposed to inspirational day right every day but they're all meaningless unless you make a decision so we need to change people's perspectives because there's that's what influences our decisions so when people here that are watching or listening you know when you find yourself complaining or making excuses in your pursuit of happiness or more it's actually better fulfillment um it's not because it's impossible you just haven't decided to do it yet wow i mean that's a that's a tough message for some people. Yeah. Right. And the reason is because we're teaching them the wrong things. The reason yes. it's tough is because we're telling people, oh, you're Ken, you're not accountable for your depression. You're not accountable yeah, it's, for anxiety. Right. It's somebody, it's somebody else, right? Right. Happiness is a natural thing. It'll just come to you. When you have happiness, oh my God, you'll be like me, Ken. Ah, oh, it's the best. But why do <laughs> depression? anxiety are just emotions but they somehow focus on only two emotions right there's also anger there's also uh, jealousy there's happiness all that stuff mm. but they focus on those two but it, they're only responses you know so I've talked to so many people that don't understand this because in today is a reverse what we're saying is that people are trying to um, remedy the result and not the cause of things Right. Um, it's like, uh, yes. I, I, so the thing is, if you remedy the result or you try to, you know, uh, work on the result, if the cause is still there, what do you think is going to happen? Like, yeah, yeah, what do you mean? Gonna, yeah. It's almost like, yeah, yeah it's just going to keep happening. So you're not actually fixing anything. Um, you know, basically, if you're just depressed and you take the pills because you, you know, you lost someone. It's not because you all of a sudden had depression because you lost someone and now you're depressed. So that's what they're being taught, though. What's happening is you're thinking of something or you have some kind of action. Yes. It's getting you depressed. That's why you have depression. It's not reverse. The problem, another one, it gets even worse. So organizations, and I'm talking suicide organizations are even saying this. 
what they're saying is that, oh, the result is the cause. Like, wait, what? So they're making this <laughs> infinite circle. How did, that you'll how never is that be. possible? Right. It's like saying like, oh, um, your diabetes is there because you have diabetes. It's like, wait, what? It's like, you're not looking at the cause. You're just saying I have diabetes and you're fucked. I'm sorry. Like you're done. Um, but what we should be saying, the cause is an action. It's, it's something that's happening, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with cavities. It's, you're not brushing your teeth. You're eating bad things. You know, that's what you're doing. Um, so those are the bad things that we're doing. And we're not being proactive. Everyone, which the thing is, I get that we need doctors to be reactive when it's too late. But no one is teaching to be proactive. For example, a lot of kids mm. or a lot of uh, organizations are saying, Ken, you have to watch for symptoms of depression. When they're not coming out of their room, that's a sign. Yes. To me, yes. why are you waiting for someone not to come out of their room before you hug them and say you love them or take your kid to the park? I don't get that. Because are you going to wait for cavities and go, ow, and then I'll brush my teeth? Oh, now I'll brush my teeth. What you do is you keep brushing your teeth. You you just do it proactively every day, not because you have cavities, yeah, but because you're trying to prevent cavities. So everything that we're trying to tell people is like it's all about prevention. People are talking mm. about reaction, not prevention. Being proactive, proactivity is great for prevention, but it's also great for prediction. If you love up your kid, if you show them the way, and you keep telling him, and you support him. I will almost predict that that kid is going to grow up to be awesome without depression. But if you keep telling them they're a loser and they suck and the system's out to get them or whatever else it is, I'm pretty sure they're going to come up being depressed. So those are the things that I kind of try to educate people on. Yeah. I, you know, f when you were talking about the preventative and then the outcomes, right. Treating outcomes or yeah. <clears throat> I have, you know, for one of the conclusions I've had in the short time and, you know, probably 100% wrong, but it's certainly my conclusion at this point is so much mental health, you know, bad mental health and, and people struggling with their mental health ends up in hospitals mm -hmm. as physical medical diagnosis. You know, you end up with heart attacks, mm -hmm. you end up with a stroke, all, I mean, so yeah. much of our physical health is tied into the mental yeah. health. So, you know, you're... Even if you don't end up suicidal, you're going to end up with heart attack. Mm -hmm. You're going to end up, I don't know, yeah. you know, stress, kind of stress things. You'll end up with, you know, kind of, I don't know what are the yes. kinds of manifestations of, of stress and mental illness. But, yeah. you know, if you're really struggling with your self-talk and everything, it physically will destroy you over time. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's because of the stress uh, response. Yeah. Right. And the stress, um, the stress responses, right? Yeah, the stress response, it's your, um, I forget now, I'm kind of drawing a blank, but it's basically your system, right? It's your fight or flight system for people that yeah, don't know. Yeah. That's what the stress response yeah. is. And so basically cortisol is the main ingredient that actually gets yeah, released because it's telling your body to fight, you know? The problem I, is today in our world, um, we have this idea, like even the simplest things because our body is meant to save us, right? Our, our mindset or whatever. Um, it still thinks it's a lion going after you. So that cortisol just pumps through. So you're ready to fight or fight and sometimes freeze, right? Um, so really physically. And again, 
thing is very important. Those are just the results. Those are what people talk about with the mental, I mean, uh, the chemical imbalance. Chemical imbalance is the result. You don't have a chemical imbalance and now you're depressed and now you're stressed out. Like, no, what's your perspective? That's what it really boils down to. That's why I said before, our mm. goal is to change people's perspectives because that's where it becomes. Once you have your perspectives, you have your beliefs. Once you have your beliefs, that's what you work on. And so people are just not being taught the wrong things. Um, you know, people just kind of uh, are being taught that they can't do anything about it. And when you do that, when I say like, oh, uh, you know, you mentioned on your thing before this podcast that you're trying to get rid of stigma. Um, that was a bad move on the mental health space, uh, trying to say that they're to, to get rid of the stigma uh, by saying that, oh, it's not your fault. It's it's a chemical imbalance. And it actually ruined more people than it helped them, because what it did was like, oh, Ken, there's nothing you can do about it. What do you think if there's nothing you can do about it? What do you think the final res remedy would be? Some kind of artificial yeah, something. But it's because you can't do anything about uh, it, you know? And they take away your hope. Now, when you take away hope, yeah. that means there's not... When you take away hope, what do you think happens to a person? There's no more hope. Well, and especially if it's, if it's hope that I can solve this on my own. I'm partly, I'm partly in, uh, let's say, responsible. Yeah, I'm responsible for my own health. I mean, I'm, you know, I own right. this. But if you do, right. and if you look if you that, do take that approach, you're saying it's basically give me whatever the doctor says, whatever drugs you want to put me on, I'll follow along. I'll tell you how it's going. But I'm no longer part of the solution. I'm just a not, victim. Not is that right, exactly? Is that, it's yes. extreme, but I mean, it's extreme. But that's so, kind of the view, and so it could yes. go that way. Yes. So this is the way I would explain it. Wow. When you have diabetes. Take the insulin. <laughs> like, go to a doctor. Go to a doctor. Yeah, there's a get fix. Help, all that stuff because it's too late. You're looking at the result. You already have diabetes. So people that already have depression. But what I'm saying is when you have diabetes, stop eating sugar. Like, stop. <laughs> it might be, it because might be that's time. That's the cause. Yeah, right. That's the cause. Time. So just because there's insulin doesn't mean. Oh, then I mean, so I can just keep eating sugar then. Like, what are you doing? It doesn't make any sense. So in the mental health, so it's easy to do that with the physical health, right? Doctors are great at, uh, at reaction. Again, that's a reactive yeah. approach, but that's great for when it's too late. So I'm not saying don't take insulin or don't take, uh, you know, antidepressants and all that. When you need that little help, then take it. But what I'm saying is, if the cause is because you just can't let go of a, of yes. a past relationship or you just yes. won't forgive your dad that's 40 years ago, like you got to stop because that's the cause. So any drugs, any yoga, anything that you do for yourself and meditation, that's cute. I love it. It's helping you, but that's only working on the results, not the cause. So you yeah. have to go that way. And the only way to do that is to proactively telling yourself every day and people that, you know, are, I've learned that people that disagree with this are the ones that are in a bad mindset. Right. And to me, I, I have to tell them like, you know, mm -hmm. I have to make you accountable to, to, to really understand what I'm saying. Like, what are you doing every day to, to, to prevent this, to feel depressed, to do this, to do And they probably don't have any, because no, I have depression. So I'm, a, so I, I have obesity. 
And so that's it. <laughs> that's it. There's nothing I can do about it. I have cavities. <laughs> like, I have cavities now. You know, like, I guess I won't brush my teeth anymore. You know, so it doesn't make any sense. That's good news. I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> uh, brushing my teeth. Very yeah. inconvenient. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, you and I are really, a, a, you and I are simpatico on the whole root cause. I'm a big root cause person. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's, it was my corporate life. My corporate life revolved around it. So, you know, for me, naturally, when I'm, I'm in this space, it's the same thing. I'm looking at them. I love what you said about sugar. You know, the approach mm -hmm. to sugar, right? And how detrimental. I mean, yeah. sugar might be one of the big soup or corn syrup, you know, in the form of sugar. The corn syrup, that might be the biggest dietary nightmare we've got going on in the country around mm -hmm. the world. Yeah. I mean, we've exported the idea. Mm -hmm. um, I just saw something today, a Mountain Dew Big Gulp from 7-Eleven's got something like yeah. 250 grams of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> but right, it's, we tell our kids on Halloween, don't eat all the candy. Why? Yeah, yeah now we know dad. why. But, but meanwhile, dad's got a big right? gulp. You know, dad's got a big right. gulp and slamming it but, down. Right. 230 grams. But, it's like 110% of your carbohydrate. One one yeah. drink wow. is is that's 110% crazy, of your right? daily requirement for carbs. So that's, mm. uh, yeah, I, I think your physical health can really, I think a lot of people, a lot of depression today can be, is a result of physical health. Um, you know, just the, or, or it's vice I versa. I mean, physical can ultimately can be a root cause as well. I think it always starts with the mindset, but it can do yeah. a, a never-ending circle. For example, once you gain weight, you get more depressed. When you're depressed, you gain more look, weight, and that's yeah, boom. Yeah, I don't you look have good. to stop it. I don't look good, yeah. I don't like my right. look. I don't. No one's going to talk to me. I'll never date. Right. And you start, and yeah, I could see it. And that's that's the importance of down. the decision. The only way for the circle to go the other way is to decide. Yes. Nothing. It just doesn't happen on its own. No one ever fixes you. You always fix yourself. The most I, motivational people you've ever heard that went from depression to this, did they eat it like a book? Did they eat a magic pill? Or did they just change their perspective on their life? And that's what started everything. It all stems from changing your perspective, yeah. period. And that's all what happens. Everyone, look at anyone. There's nothing that, cha that changes except your perspective. So that's what really we need to focus mm. on. Because, um, you know, that's what really changes where you're going to go. So, for example, everything that I talk about is really just hoping to shift people's perspectives. Um, yes. We're just very inconsistent with our philosophies in mental health. One of the biggest ones that we hear, money doesn't buy happiness, right? Do you agree that money doesn't buy happiness? Uh, it, you know, it can make life a lot easier. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I love that. I you, but it it, it ain't going to buy you. That. It's not going to buy you happiness. But right. it can put you in a much better position to springboard. I mean, right. it's, if you're so if you're butt ass poor, I, it's, it's so there's it's a two things tougher. I tell people when I say that. Then why do you get surprised, Robin Williams or some rock star committed suicide? Like, why are you surprised? They have the fame and the fortune. Oh my God! Why would you? Like you just said, money can't buy happiness, but you are so surprised that they're not human. It's weird. So that's number one. Yeah. Number two, money does buy happiness. That's why people always go, eh, I mean, it does happen. The problem with the quote is that people are 
happiness is permanent. Uh, Just like depression. Okay. Yeah. It's a temporary yeah. mindset. You're telling me there's nothing to be happy about and that there's nothing to be depressed about from here on. You think happiness is permanent? What life no. are you living? You know? And that's the problem. It's not that money buys happiness, but it's the continuation of that quote that doesn't work. Um, so mm. when people say money buys happiness, it's like, yes, it does, but it's temporary, obviously. It's I, not I love that's such a great explanation, Ricardo. That's great. I mean, yeah, look, so when you're alone. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, you know, when you shift people's perspectives there and they have this understanding, like, oh, wow. Yeah, that's true. Like, all of a sudden, they start realizing when they're depressed, like, oh, this is just a temporary thing based on my perspectives. Well, what am I doing to shift yes. that perspective? Ins inspiration and trauma are the ones that shifts our perspective. Inspiration is the more a positive outcome. Trauma, mm. obviously, the negative outcome. But there's a difference. Inspiration. Know the yeah, inspiration. Say, those, say that again. Inspiration and trauma. Yeah, inspiration inspire. to me is what kind of, yeah, it, it basically changes, shifts your perspective for a positive yeah. outcome. A trauma love shifts your perspectives and more negative outcome, right? So yes. you really just have to feed yourself with inspiration. So the problem is sometimes people don't know, oh, you know where they're going. For example... Uh, when people say they're lost, right? Uh, to mm -hmm. shift their perspective, they go, oh, okay, well, my first question is, well, where the fuck are you going? Mm. They don't know. And it's like, okay, so let me just kind of help you out here. When you're in a car and you get lost, you just put it in park and just, I'm lost. What do you do? <laughs> what we typically do is look for a map, a something like a GPS people will say like, oh, yeah. like, look at my GPS. There better be a destination on that GPS or you're just looking at a map. Like, okay, it's a map. Great. <laughs> yeah, you're just... So, right? And so the first thing is to get a destination. And more importantly, well, why are you going to that destination? If you don't you're in trouble, man, because you're not going to persevere. Mm. All of a sudden, something happens on the way there, you give up like that, you know? But if there's a big reason why you're going there, well, that's a big deal. So anyway, when people start finding out, like when you when you get lost, Pull the fuck over. Figure it yeah. out. So in the mental health space, take your time to figure out where you're going because people are being always taught past, present, live in the present. Again, these are the inconsistent philosophies that we're teaching people. Live in the present. Like, dude, that gets you in so much trouble. Like, so much trouble. <laughs> so when you're in the car, you know, when you're in a car and lost, you figure out your destination. You figure out your future destination, right? Where you're going to be. Learn from your past of how you got there, what people have done, the present was you, where you execute. So now that you know where you're going, you might have missed it five hours ago, 10 yes. years ago. Yes. But at least now you know where you're going, right? So you might have to yes. backtrack. You might have to go. Sometimes along the way, there's going to be traffic. There's going to be an accident. There's going to be you get into an accident just like life does, right? But you have to persevere. And the only way to know that is, well, you have to have a destination. You have to have a reason why you're going to go mm. there. And that's what happens in your, you know, when you're driving. And I'd like telling that story because they know that that's what they do when they drive. And so now they yes. know in their per perspective for their mental health, they go, yeah, I'm just kind of complaining for no fucking reason right now. Like, I'm just not driving around the looking for a solution. Yeah, I'm driving around the right. block. <laughs> right. Maybe this turn. That's not it. Maybe this turn, but you don't even know where you're going. So left, right doesn't even matter. Back, right doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. 
So take your time, sit down. What do you want to do? Where are you trying to go? The problem is, the biggest problem with that is people have this lack of purpose. Now, yeah, a lot of people know massive. it's very important. It's, yeah, it's very important to have purpose, right? But again, we're being taught the wrong things. You can, you have to find your purpose. We don't find mm. our purpose. We create it just like startups, right? A mission is just a purpose. Purpose is just a mission. There's two important um, things about purpose, um, just like a mission statement. Number one, it has to uh, provide value and benefit other people, not yourself. Number okay. two, it must be a verb, not a noun. You can't say, I want to be a rock star because all of a sudden it's finite. It doesn't keep going. Purpose is infinite. It keeps on going. Here's an example. Instead of the rock star saying, my, um, yeah. my purpose is to be a rock star, my purpose is to inspire people with my music going through the same things that I went through so they can help uh, have a more fulfilling life. When does that stop? Yeah, yeah. When does that stop? Yeah, maybe, maybe even after you're dead, it keeps going. Right, but your purpose is never ending and it benefits other people. Yeah. When you do that, you don't focus on you because people get depressed like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a loser. I'm this, I'm that. Like, I tell people like with your friends, do you care what they do? Like, do you really care? No. Guess what? They don't care about you either. They just want to know that you're a loving, friendly, all that stuff. So you have the millionaires that are depressed and then you have people mm. that are janitors with Family and their grandparent happier than any one of them. Why? Right? So, and that's what it is because they have this sense of purpose to be the best um, uncle, the best grandfather, the best father, the best husband, the best whatever it is. So when you can do that, you know, and you really uh, develop a good purpose. And again, like actually I made a mistake there. It should really be a verb. You know, it has to be something yeah. you're doing, you know. Um, it's usually like to inspire, to empower, to help. That's what a true purpose is. It's interesting that the janitor is the le least likely person to identify with their career. Mm. Mm. And it's funny, if right? I'm a professional basketball, or if I'm I'm Elton, you know, like you said, if I'm um, uh, if I'm uh, Anthony Bourdain, identify. Mm as well he wasn't a and chef you know in his happened? own words you know but he ultimately was living kind of living somebody else's purpose in a way and not sure that was his purpose mm -hmm. what he was doing yeah. and mm -hmm. it caught him up but yeah and the thing is like well, like again the purpose was his purpose that benefits other people like yeah so they lose they don't have a purpose they have a goal they have a goal, not a purpose. People keep messing that up, purpose and goal. Um, yeah, it, it really struggles. Different. Like goal, yeah, exactly. Like, and the, those are the things, like you know, that we need to educate people on. You know, they're so focused on themselves, the past, all that stuff. Um, really, it's actually what benefits you is when you focus on other people. What value are you providing for other people? Mm -hmm. It prevents you from only focusing on yourself. For example, when you're on social media, uh, when Ken started this podcast, he didn't go like, oh, man, there's only one like or there's only two audiences. If his purpose, and it's very strong, he wants to uh, talk about 
about mental health and, you know, after what he said in the beginning here, that's a great sense of purpose. He's not going there to be the number one podcast for mental health. That's a noun no. that's finite, that ends, right? So you don't care if there's, even if there's just one audience that learns something and, and, and prevents suicide, you're stoked, right? Or it's my dream. You, you I mean, that's the dream. There's a thousand people. Exactly. So that's what prevents. And the same thing in any realm. You know, these people that are on social media and they didn't get their likes because they're focused on them, not the value they're providing. But when they see mm. two likes, like, sweet, I motivated or inspired two people. <laughs> if your mindset is that yeah. way, even better. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's all about changing people's perspectives with life. It's like people think that you're not supposed to go through these bad things, but it's actually necessary. What movie have you seen without conflict or a struggle mm. or challenge? Not a movie, man. Not, not a very, not a very good one. <laughs> Any movie, not a good one. It's not a movie. A book without Actually, conflict. You, you, you know who was the best at like one of the best writers for this was The Simpsons, and The Simpsons had this. Mm. Form. It's one of the reasons I believe that they stayed successful for so long was they had an absolutely mm. perfect formula. They always had an ex existential crisis. You know, either Homer, or one of the kids, or the family. And they always had a crisis and there was always this kind of, you know, trying to solve it the wrong way. And then finally yeah. coming to the right <laughs> solution and the lesson that they right. learned, you know, and so you're right. This yeah. is, this is such a beautiful formula in life, right? N nobody That's writes right. a story. There has to be a crisis in there. So you can, you can love the character. And, yeah, it's, and then, it, you know, it, when they get there, they struggle through the solution. You're in love. Yeah. It's important. It's not even important. It's necessary. Here's another yes. point of view. When I talk about challenges and conflict, did you ever play sports or play video games or anything like that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you? Both. Have you? Okay. So yeah. did the level of difficulty increase or decrease as you <laughs> kept playing? Yeah. 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 It gets harder and it, harder. Then why the hell are you doing it? Why? It's getting harder. So yes. you actually fiend for it. You actually pre prefer that. And imagine kids wanting to play video games that they can beat in one hour. Because that, now you're the man. That should make you feel good. And the thing is, when it comes to real world, real life, why do you feel the same way? Every struggle, every challenge, all every conflict that you've gone through, the adversity, that is what's creating a beautiful story of your book, right? So mm. this actually necessary. Your book would suck without any challenges. That's why people <laughs> still commit suicide, right? When they had a perfect yeah, life, like, perfect life, perfect life. And, and you're, probably, you're probably committing suicide at the best moment like this is your story you're gonna if you overcome this moment you're on the other side of this it's the best story of all yeah and the, the thing is we have to change the people's perspectives on that and so when you change the the, the story. that's all that you right. change what i love about telling people about perspective is mm. that i'm not saying your situation's all of a sudden going to change but that's where it's going to start you know perspectives means it's the same exact situation but your perspective shifts. Here's a great example, a quick story for you. Mm. So I was snowboarding, right? I was going through the glades, meaning there's trees. They're probably like 10 feet apart. I would go down there and I would go one, two, three, tree, I have to stop, almost hitting it every, every time. 
In the meantime, my friends are just cruising through and I'm going, what? You guys are nuts. So finally, you know, I fell down again and again and again. My friend, you know, you know, just put snow all over me and said, like, yo, you all right? And I said, hey, I'm fine, but man, how the hell do you guys do that? And he goes, dude, stop looking at the trees. Look at the path between the trees. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I said, it's not the 15 years of snowboarding experience at all, right? At least that's what I'm saying in my head. So what have I got to lose? I have no choice. The only way to get out of here is to snowboard. So I got up and I said, all right, don't look at the freaking trees. Path between the trees. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And I'm going, and I stopped on purpose. And I went, what was that? I didn't get any better. The weather conditions didn't change. And the trees yeah. didn't fucking move. The only thing that move. changed was my perspective was the situation. So same exact situation, but I was able to do that. And so now I relate mm. to people that are going through alcoholism. It's not the alcohol. Stop looking at the trees. If you focus on your path, the alcohol just simply disappears. When you blame yeah. the alcohol, yeah, you now you prevent, 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 and then tree. And then tree, like, oh, man, if there's alcohol there, then I'm done. Like, no, because if the alcohol is the problem, there's a lot more people that should be in trouble then. If that is the cause, again, the result is being treated as the cause. The people you're drinking is because your mindset sucks. You know, people yeah. that are suicidal, they, people don't need help because they're suicidal. They need help. That's why they're suicidal. Yes. You know what I mean? So people I'm, don't understand this. Again, proactive. God, that's the whole episode in just one sentence right there. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> People yeah, don't need help because they're they don't need help because they're suicidal, right? Yeah, no. they need help because they need yeah, help. That's, that's not what. Like, yeah. Same How they got to become suicidal? Even drug abusers, right? Drug I, abusers I, just the step that is slow suicide, slow suicide, and suicide is the very, very end. But drug abuse, alcoholism, um, hmm. everything else that you can think of is in between that on the way to suicide. That's what's happening. And it's what is the, the cause? But no one's looking at the cause. Like, what is mm. other times what I've seen? It's, 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 it's all about uh, the things that really get people in trouble is regret and resentment. And so I started looking at like, well, what is regret? Right? Regret is, are just yeah. personal experiences. Regret are just personal experiences you never forgave yourself for. You don't ever regret for someone. You regret it yes. because of something you did, woulda, coulda, shoulda, right? So mm. if the, my, the definition is these are personal experiences you never forgave yourself for, then what's the cure? Fucking forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Powerful. Ken, I you mean, tried this, you tried that, coulda, woulda, shoulda. You didn't. Ah, forgive yourself. Oh, my dad, this, that, that. So that's forgive yourself. Regret, resentment is not forgiving someone else. Oh, but my dad beat me in this and that and this. Oh, man. Yeah, just forgive him. Just forgive him. Yeah. Because it's only hurting you, not that dude. Not that. No one he else is getting he already by your mindset except you. He already forgot. So, um, yeah. Ricardo, yeah. It, they don't even awesome, know that they did something wrong. Awesome conversation. How, how do people get involved? How do they find you? You're, out, you're obviously traveling, maybe on a speaker road or or doing some stuff out there. Yeah. Um, how do people find you and how do they, you know, how do they get involved? 
Uh, so if you go to startday1.org, that's our main website for the nonprofit foundation. Okay. Um, basically, what we're trying to do there is trying to raise money that, so that we can do things like this that are proactive, uh, educating more people and everything that I'm basically telling you. There's so much more that I can talk about. Um, yes. So that's the first step and all our social media, all that stuff. And if anyone can donate, the idea is to raise enough money so that I can hire, uh, you know, basically share and spread this awareness to educate mm. people, getting mental health people uh, to schools. Again, people are always about the results. People like schools call for help. When do you think they call for suicide prevention speakers? Yeah, I know. <laughs> after a suicide. When, right? After a suicide. Yeah. It's it's called prevention for a reason. You do it proactively. And so again, we have to keep going back. And it's everything that I talk about is common sense. So if there's anyone out there that's going like, yeah, but you're not a psychologist, psychiatrist, is that I am also not a dentist, but please brush your teeth, man. <laughs> you, know? Like, you know, I'm not a nutritionist, but man, a, yeah. like, but yeah, cut know? out this, cut out the refined sugars. Right. If you could, that'd be great. I mean, if you want to go to a doctor before you do that, then all right, go for it. But I'm just letting you know, you know, I'm talking about it's prevention probably, here. I And I think this is, you know, this is something that's so powerful for me. It's one of the reasons I love the show is because I'm learning about so many of the treatments and the treatment. And a lot of these are really yeah. around health. You know, they're, they're, mm -hmm. some of them are around yeah. treating the actual, um, you know, people struggling. And sometimes it's a real mm -hmm. physical manifestation. Something's wrong with the oh, brain. Uh, have um, you ever, but, uh, man, it's Asian, powerful. Yeah, there's, there's a book called Mind Over Medicine and basically discusses mm. exactly that, how the physical gets affected by your mindset alone. Um, and that's when I really started going in deep into it about the stress response and also the uh, um, relaxation response, which is what kind of mm. counters that. Um, okay. You know, yoga, all that stuff is what yoga and all that stuff is what helps that. But mostly, as I dive deep into it, um, it's not mentioned in the book, but it's all about the perspectives. Always, yeah. she was interviewing this person that was suicidal, and she said nothing helped, and this and that, and all she did was talk to the Dalai Lama, and all of a sudden she's cured. What did he give her? Ah. Give her a pill? What happened? What happened? What happened? Yeah. And the only thing that always happens is a shift in perspective. That is it. She was inspired to change, not forced to change. You know, inspired. And she to helped change. herself. That's what I was. That's what always happens. You know, no one's ever telling you to change. And actually, that's what hurts people is when we try to change people and motivate them before they made. You have to shift their perspective first before you even say that. Before. Um, that's. Yeah, because what happens is you become really freaking annoying, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, I can. Yeah. You have to get out, you know? Yeah, and you can't, you, like you said, you're not going to change until that perspective switch sh shifts. And I think then then you're mm -hmm. open to the message. Right. Ricardo, because again, thanks so much. You know? Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for being a guest. I really appreciate it. Great mm -hmm. sharing. Hang around for a little bit for 30 more seconds. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening and supporting mental health today. More great, I mean, great, I mean, great speakers and great articulation today, Ricardo, on your on your beliefs. Uh, and and, um, and I just love the I mean, I'm I, I love the idea of it starts with our own brain and getting control of that. And however, we can do that to change our perspective and change, um, change how we view our lives and the things that happen to us. 
that are actually happening for us. Uh, again, thanks everybody for listening. And you can find us on uh, this episode and other episodes uh, across Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, and also uh, even Ricardo's piece, my Twitter. And also you'll find us on all the usual platforms. Uh, this episode, Ricardo, will be up in about two weeks. So thanks Great. again, everybody. Ricardo, I'll see you in about 30 seconds, my friend. Sounds good. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much again for see everything. See you soon, everybody. Thanks. Yeah, loose, baby. But we're about to go and make this vessel with these great professionals yeah. in public glass. We're not part of the community, but we're from Woo. the outer family of glass blowing. Yeah, we're going to go make a magical giant jar with optic lenses so that if you turn it, it changes all the time. So if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change.